Welcome to HeartCast, a podcast of Hospice of the Red River Valley. I'm your host, Dave Nillis. Today we are joined by Heather Larson. Heather is a grief specialist with Hospice of the Red River Valley. Heather, thank you for joining us. Yep, thanks for having me. Heather, what are some of the distinct ways pregnancy and infant loss is different than any other type of loss? When you have a pregnancy or infancy loss, you not only lose your baby or pregnancy, but you also lose your hopes and dreams for the future. And that's a very significant secondary loss. You also don't have the opportunity to create many of the memories that you do when you lose a loved one that's lived a longer life. And so that can make it a little harder for other people to support you and just to be able to talk about baby because you don't just have so many of the memories to share and and kind of reminisce. Heather, what are some of the ways individuals can cope with the loss of a pregnancy or infant? There's a lot of good ways you can get out there and honor your loved one, which can be very helpful. Sometimes that may look like planting a tree or a memorial garden. Oftentimes parents will start a foundation or a scholarship of some sort in their baby or child's name. You can do different walks out there. There's often a walk in the summertime for pregnancy and infant loss. You can search that on the internet for those are in your area. And just spending time thinking about your child and honoring them. Sometimes people find it helpful to maybe go to a cemetery or a gravesite or just a special place in their own home where they might have some memorabilia of their child too. What are some ways to manage those milestones or anniversaries after the death of a loved one? In some respects, it doesn't have to look a whole lot different than you know celebrating or honoring a living child. You can still buy cupcakes or a cake you can bake a cake if you want to sometimes you may want to sing happy birthday and sometimes it may just be as simple as lighting a candle and having that lit for a period of time on those special days and so really I always encourage people to do what's comforting and so that may look different for people but taking some time ahead of time to consider that and plan that out can be quite helpful too. Why is it so important to recognize that loss? Like any other loss, you know, you think about your baby or your child, you know, probably daily when you're a parent that's lost a baby or child. And so that void is is very significant and it's like a piece of your heart is literally missing. And so that can just bring some healing to your heart and it can just help you continue to move forward while embracing your loss and do so in a healthy manner. What are some ways that someone could support someone who has suffered the loss of a child? Well, oftentimes it's hard to know what to say, right? That can be our hardest maybe part in that. So maybe we don't have the perfect words or know what to say, but just showing up and being present can be very important. Um, If someone's wanting to visit or talk, then asking some of the questions that may help create that conversation. Parents will often kind of guide you one way or the other in that if they're comfortable talking or not. But just, you know, identifying maybe some things around the home or outside the home that could be helpful that you can step in and do just like any other loss out there. And remembering those special days can be very helpful and important for parents too. And it it doesn't seem to matter how long ago the loss occurred. It could be 20 years down the road and those dates are still so important to parents and families so acknowledging those birthdays can really be a helpful 
parents really seem to appreciate that. Hearing your baby's or your child's name spoken can be very helpful to parents always express that they appreciate that. Yeah, I was going to ask too, kind of another thing that I'm guilty of this. I have somebody that I know is in a is grieving or a tough spot, I'm always kind of apt to say, well, what can I do? Let me know how I can help. Rather than saying, I'm going to do this, is that okay? Or, you know, just doing that, not putting the onus on them to come up with something or a timeline of sorts. Would you be able to talk about that a little bit, how important it is to kind of frame things that way if you're trying to help someone? It is often easier when you're the one who's grieving to have somebody say, hey, I see your lawn is looking kind of long. Can I come over and mow it for you? Or I'd I'd really like to stop and drop off some groceries or a dinner for you. What time would be good? So maybe not asking so much the open-ended questions. Do you need anything? Or just let me know if you need something. But identifying some things that could be helpful and just saying that you're going to do that and asking if that's okay um, does seem to be a better route to go. It takes, you know, when you're grieving, it's hard to identify what you need at that time and so having someone else just kind of step up and say hey I'd like to do this for you or bring this to you can be very helpful. Heather what resources does Hospice of the Red River Valley offer for pregnancy and infant loss? As with any of our other losses out there we do offer individual support that can come in the form of individual visits in person over the phone or virtual visit, especially for those that may live outside of our service area. We offer two really great support groups that meet monthly. We have a pregnancy and infant loss support group that meets the fourth Tuesday of each month from 6.30 to 8 p.m. And that is currently being held virtually, and I foresee that holding true for the future, too. That'll probably remain virtual. Our Life and Pregnancy After Last group, that's an ongoing monthly group for parents who have had another pregnancy after their loss or have living children after experiencing a loss. That meets the third Tuesday of each month from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Heather, pregnancy and infant loss is probably not something most people immediately think of when it comes to hospice care and hospice support. Can you talk about how that came to be one of the support groups at Hospice of the Red River Valley. Back in 2010, my husband and I had an infant son on hospice care under Hospice of the Red River Valley. His name was Reese, and he lived for five days. We were able to bring him home and just love on him and take care of him with the help of hospice, and we're very grateful that we had that service at that time. And then I began working with hospice a couple years after that and and then was approached by a young family who had a pregnancy loss and were looking for a support group in the area. At that time, there wasn't anything available. So I partnered with Essentia Health in Detroit Lakes at that time and we started the pregnancy and infant loss group and kind of segued from there. Another facilitator, Sarah, started the pregnancy and life after loss group and she has also had the loss of a daughter so both groups are facilitated by people that have had an actual pregnancy and infant loss. Heather do you have anything else to add? Um, October 15th is pregnancy and infant loss awareness day and so it's it's just another day that parents and families can get out there and and honor and celebrate their little ones lives and 
especially at 7 p.m. there's what we call a wave of light and you can light a candle for one hour in honor of your baby or your child. Thank you for listening to HeartCast. For past episodes and more information about Hospice of the Red River Valley, visit hrrv.org.